Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. What's up, everybody? Tyler Drake here with Cardinals Corner, and we've got a special episode for you today. Unfortunately, my co-host Eric Ruby is not in the building, but luckily I've got State of the Sun Devils podcaster and videographer multimedia producer multimedia producer yeah you can say whatever title you want for him because he does it all jeremy chanel so thanks for uh, joining the show man we've got some uh, good stuff to talk about with the one and only kyler murray who was front and center (laughs) on cardinals flight plan last night and i'll tell you right now very surprised on what i saw and first just wanted to get your thoughts uh, well, my thoughts are I like the beginning of the episode, especially you're sitting down with Kyler getting treatment in the facility. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people really want to see from Kyler be in the facility. And I know you've talked about it all day on the different shows on our airways on Arizona Sports about just him being present. And I know that was a huge question about last offseason, you know, but. I think a lot of the things about last offseason, it comes down to his contract situation. That's mm-hmm. why maybe he wasn't present a lot. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of it, you know, he's there now, right? Yeah. And that's that was, I think, the overall arching point of the beginning of the episode. And then the rest of the episode we'll get to in a little bit. But what are your thoughts on we'll, – we'll go through, like, step by step yeah. what, what we saw. And I think at the beginning he kind of talked about um, – he, he talked about there were some circumstances. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, hard to win with some of the circumstances we had to deal with. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> what, what would you say those circumstances were, Tyler Drake? Well, I mean, he did. He, he went into a little bit further and said, you know, they hit a wall in, in uh, year four. And that was one due to contract situation that he went through, you know, dealing with COVID in camp. Uh, having a wrist injury and and just really having to play catch up in addition to, you know, being behind a just destructive, not destructive, but depleted offensive line in addition to, you know, Hopkins not being on the field and and all these other things that really correlated into just what we saw as a dismal four and 13 finish. And and really, I think it was. he didn't go as far as to, you know, name guys, Cliff or Steve or anybody sure. like that. But He's, he did say like the mm-hmm. there that he feels free now. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. Free, especially with the what the front office is doing. So that alone is just a huge, huge step forward for him. And the fact that, yeah, he did bring up the things that really impacted this team last year off the field and on the field. And I think that alone showed some more of that self-reflection that we saw throughout the whole entire episode. And I think he wasn't afraid to talk about it, right? That was a cool thing. You would see, like, a lot of people that would just, you know, be like, they want to move on. He seems to be in a stage of his career where he's able to reflect on past actions. Mm -hmm. Not only just actions, but things that have happened to him. When you saw they went to Oklahoma for his um, his statue ceremony, which was which was awesome to see all the Cardinals and and, um, some of his teammates, uh, coaches, different staff members. Antoine Wesley was out there. Antoine Wesley was there. (laughs) That was really cool. Um, But no, there were a lot of people there, but they went to Oklahoma and they were interviewing him during that. And and he was talking about how he hasn't been able to kind of live in the moment at certain points of his career. Um, And I think that also goes with reflecting on things. Yeah. He's able to, he's 
becoming a year older now. He's mm-hmm. moving toward that, you know, late 20s now oh, quarterback. No. He's 25. <laughs> so he's got to, you know, not only – I mean, he's he's had great years in the NFL yeah. as a quarterback. He had a great 8-1 and one stretch where everybody was like, is he the MVP? Yeah, like, what's I, going yeah. on here? Mm-hmm. Like, could he be the MVP? So he's had those moments in his career. And if he, he's able to reflect back to moments like that from two years ago – and then also look back at some of the mistakes he may have made, the organization may have made, that is going to be huge for not only his mentality, but for him when he gets back on the field. And he didn't necessarily put it on one person. I think he did a good job of, yeah, there was things outside of my control, but there were also things that I did that impacted what happened on the field. The contract situation, there's no part of me that thought that was going to get brought up. That alone, I was very surprised to hear him talk about the contract situation for sure was a part of the factors that went in to just having the bad vibes of 2022. So that really, really, really stood out to me. What uh, what else just moving forward down the line? What else really hit you? The Hollywood uh, speech. Yeah. At Oklahoma. Yep. I thought that was cool, especially when Hollywood said um, he leads by example. And I think. Um, I was hearing uh, Luke and Kellen talk about this earlier. If he's playing like the way that he was, like let's go back to the Raiders game last year, nobody's going to care if he's going up to people and saying, how's your mom, how's your Mm -hmm. kids, how's this, how's that? Nobody's going to care about that. Mm -hmm. He leads by example. If he's on the field doing the things that he's able to do, and we've seen him be be able to be an MVP caliber quarterback before – no one's going to care about what happens off the field and, and in the locker room and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. To take that a step further, I do feel like he did a little self-reflection there too, though, with the fact of, you know, I go about it as a harsh way. I, I take the harsh road. I, I say it how it is, and that's how it is. But at the same time, he took a, took a step back and said, maybe that's not how I should be with everybody. Maybe I need to give a little bit of that love. Maybe I need to give a little bit of that pep talk to really get guys motivated to do things before I give them that tough love. So... That, yeah, like you said, I think that was a big part. And you can just see, you know, that connection that Hollywood and Kyler have. We all know that it's there, but seeing it at that stage, you could tell that there was there was a lot of emotions going on there. And I really thought just him in the middle of Norman, Oklahoma, talking to the fans, I felt like he was he was pretty emotional. And and I feel like we outside of him tearing his ACL and, and you know, in tears, leaving the cart, we don't really see that. We see him getting upset with Cliff or upset with DeAndre, but nothing like like that. I felt like that was a different side that we have not seen. That makes that reminds me of a couple of things. There was one thing last summer where a kid lost his uh, last training camp. A kid lost his jersey yep. at the stadium, and he was able to go and get people to sign a bunch of things for the kid. Yeah, and they got so that was a leader quality right there. And then they cut to a frame when he was. Uh, you know, signing things for fans in Oklahoma. And this kid had a big smile mm-hmm. on his face, and he kind of mimicked the kid's smile on his <laughs> face. So, like, he's a – number one, you can see that he's a good person. Yes. Which is what you want from your franchise quarterback. Number one. And you can see that he wants to be engaged with his fans and, you know, some of what we've seen this offseason, that he wants to be engaged with his teammates. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, a good example would be DJ Humphreys. We talked to him, uh, you know, I think it was during minicamp, and he spoke a lot about how much he's getting to know Kyler on another level. Talked about how funny he is in the locker room, in the weight room. And that's something that he hasn't been able to see. One, because, you know, 
there's been a lot of things going on. 2020 was COVID, so there wasn't too much. 2021, kind of getting out of COVID, so not a ton there. Uh, and then outside of that, Kyler's really been in another state or, or just yeah. not fully here. So as much as a negative as that torn ACL is and everything and just the whole last season, this is definitely a, a wild positive that's coming out of it is just the fact that even these guys that he's been with for so long now are seeing somebody new. And that's the steps that I think, you know, when Kelvin Beecham went on Arizona Sports and talked about he needs to be more mature. These are the steps I think that he was trying to trying to get to. So it, it's it's definitely a big positive at the end of the day. And I think the front office and the coaching staff is kind of helping him uh, enter that stage of his career where he's now he's, he's a veteran now mm-hmm. he's not a young player anymore yeah. he's becoming a veteran and you know he talked about it right right after the norman scene I, I think there was a scene where they cut back to the training facility and he talked about how him and jd jg have connected yeah um and I like that, number one. You know, he's he's connected with all of his coaches. You've seen there, there yeah. was a connection there with Cliff. Um, there was obviously a connection there with, with uh, Riley at, at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So um, that's good. That's good to know that he can get that connection. But I, I think there's something different about JG where he has that connection, but there's also a little bit of, you know, go do your thing. Yeah. Go, be, go be the quarterback of this team. And that could be a little bit of, you know, J.G. is a defensive coach. Yeah. But, I mean, J.G.'s talked to you about how, you know, he likes to, you know, show how he's in each room. You know, yeah. he, he wants to be in yeah. each room. But a little bit hands off in terms of Kyler go be the quarterback. Yeah, and I'll be the first one to say it. I think getting a def- defensive-minded head coach is the way the Cardinals should have gone entering this offseason just because you need that degree of separation. We hadn't seen that since Kyler's been here. So now getting that different side of things, and that's, and that's the other thing. Kyler straight away. There's accountability. There's leadership. There's things like we're all starting at square one. It's not necessarily like Kyler and Cliff, the package deal. They already know the offense in and out. Everybody else has to catch up. No, this is everybody. Kyler's got to catch up. Everybody's got to catch up. And he's really taking it upon himself. He can't do, can't do much of anything. He can run straight lines. Yeah. He can rehab on the side. But he's still making sure that he's staying out there. He's looking at the different position groups. He's talking to Drew Petzing to see, you know, why he, why they went this way instead of this way, or or uh, maybe run the ball this time instead of pass. It's just the little things. You can see them kind of working stuff out, and that's all you want to see out of a first year offensive coordinator, first year head coach, and really first year coaching staff outside of a couple guys to really implement Kyler to get to that next level. So. That side is there's more of a concerted effort to work together than I think there has been in the past where it's like, all right, Kyler, go do your thing with Cliff. We'll see you later. Now it's like, no, this is everybody's on the same boat and we got to get to the same destination. It's funny how team sports work, right? Wild. It's crazy. Um, I failed to mention as well, if you want to go and check out Tyler Drake's article on ArizonaSports.com, Tyler wrote a full recap on this episode of Flight Plan uh, so you can go and find that on our homepage at ArizonaSports.com. You can also watch Flight Plan on the YouTube, uh, YouTube channel of uh, the Cardinals, and it's linked right at the top of the article. And I do got to say, 
kudos to the Cardinals for putting that together. I it's, mean, it's an Emmy award-winning series. That was incredible. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Before that, before this yeah. episode, it was a great series. But yeah. This one by far, I think, was one of my favorites, just because we got a lot of insight that we've all been waiting to get and wanting so badly. And obviously, we didn't get everything. We just still don't know a timeline. We still don't know certain things that are going to happen in the near future. But to kind of get a baseline of where everybody's at, where the mindset's at, that's huge. And, I mean, the fact that they're going to multiple locations. I mean, shout-out to Darren Urban, Tim Delaney, all those guys out there and girls out there. They they really killed it. And, I mean, you're seeing everybody loves it. Schefter retweeted it. It's on ESPN. Everybody's everybody's watching Kyler Murray over that quarterback's Netflix show too. I think <laughs> they got a rival. That's right. I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, you see, there was a GQ thing with uh, Brittany Mahomes and uh, and uh, Pat Mahomes the other oh, day, okay. where they uh, did like a couples game kind of thing. What's oh, your okay. favorite? This you should go check that out. Okay. Yeah. You know, speaking of quarterbacks, um, anyway, a couple other things. I first. What are your other takeaways from the episode? Uh, I thought it was interesting to see him. I, I think just seeing him interact with his dad. Yeah. I think that was very, a very cool, you know, inside look at that dynamic and just, you know, where, where Kevin Murray's at and, and his mindset of his son. And, and just he talked about the team sport. It's a team sport. Football is the best game because it's a team sport. And, you know, Kyler feels like or he feels like Kyler's going to come out the other end of this in a positive manner. So, that alone, you know, seeing them throw the ball back and forth, that was pretty cool. Just having that, you know, father-son moment. I thought it was weird that he just had his pads on. <laughs> I thought it was weird that they uh, that Kevin didn't know about the leather football. Like, the the dry <laughs> the dryness of the leather football in Arizona. I thought that was a very interesting uh, back and forth. That was funny. But I, I think for me, man, uh, another thing is just uh, him getting into his hobbies a little more. The traveling part of things, the uh, you know the fashion thing, which we all knew that we all how knew about the how self aware he is. Oh yeah, that, I was getting to he's it. like <laughs> I was getting to. I it. know people think I'm a professional uh, Call of Duty yep. player or something like that. A <laughs> nice little smirk to go with it. Yeah, he, he, I thought that was great. I, but that's the thing; it's it's almost like the contract thing. It's it's we laugh about it, but for you to like recognize that and and really bring it up as a joke and say yeah yeah whatever, that shows growth in my eyes. And I think you know. I guess for me, what, where would you go? What, where would you go? He's a big traveler now, I guess, or he wants to be a big traveler. He's never got to go on vacation before, really, he the NFL. Said since he, like, he said the, his first ever vacation was year like or two his, in. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Insane. And You're, he worked out in Hawaii. <laughs> does, does that count, or does that work? I don't know if that's a vacation. Does that work? It's like a, it's like a scenic workout. <laughs> it's a scenic workout. I don't know. I'd go to, I mean... There's also, there's a lot of good places to work out, I guess. Like, Phoenix is super nice, too. So like, but it's 120. Right. I'd that, like to go sit by the that. beach. <laughs> so, I don't know. Where where should Kyler go? Leave it in the comments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. What uh, Give Kyler some ideas of where he should go. I got I got one already. Hmm. I've been there one time. Uh, Bali, Indonesia. Yeah. That's a, that's a spot. It's mm -hmm. a, it takes a long time to get there, though. <laughs> I don't think I ever want to go on a plane that long again, but that is definitely one of the spots I'm picking. What about you? What, what, where would you suggest? I mean, I've been to Italy, so I like Italy. <sighs> okay, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Gambo just got back from Italy. I think JG just got back from Italy. Uh, everybody's in Italy. Yeah, I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't get the invite. <laughs> get, the vacation, get, get that vacation going, Tyler. Come on. Um, final thoughts. Um, number one, I was thinking about this earlier. If Kyler doesn't play in the first four games of this season, do you just say 
eh, we'll wait until next year. No. 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 You Because they, you need to know. They got to they gotta see, given the draft, given the Houston Texans pick, given everything that's going into, you know, the franchise quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, but they've got to see him work in this new system, back on the field healthy, and really get a good idea of if this can work. I mean, right now, everything's lining up well. Everything's lining up well off the field. Everybody's saying the right things. They're all gelling. Once the pads come on, once the helmet comes on, what what do we see there? And I think that's really going to come down to just when can he get back? Because if he can get back earlier, that's only going to help them get a better idea of how they need to attack 2024. Because let's be real. There's going to be a, a couple-game window of him having to get back into playing shape. Right. He can practice. He can be back on the field. But it's until like, you get a couple games under your belt, yeah. it's still pretty fresh. But at what point, if they're still punting it and they're like at game seven and they're like, we don't know, maybe, maybe not, and I don't know, they're – two and five Mm -hmm. right at what point do you say all right we're shutting him down do you bring him back if it's like week 15 and he's ready to go or like yeah you do i think you do i think you have to see something you've got to you've got to make sure you're getting enough tape to really go into 2024 with the right plan because let's say they have to go another route they have they're resetting huge at a huge position they cannot afford to mess this up. So that's why I think he has to play no matter what. Uh, obviously, he has to be healthy to play, but I think he's going to be. The way his mindset is, I think mentally he'll be – I think mentally he's already ready. I think now it's getting the physical part there because that was the big thing with JG is he always said he needs to be physically, physically ready and mentally ready. I think he's there mentally. I think it's all about getting that leg back to full strength now. We're, like, we're two weeks away, right, from training camp. Yep. What if we see him out there? What if he's there? What if he's what if he's working out with like he'll be there? No, but what if he's working out with the with ones? the team? Yeah, that'd what? be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. That that would that would blow my uh, you know expectations out of the water because I don't see him playing week one. Right. But if but if he can get on the field but and that's actually his, get that's some what, reps in, that's what he says his goal is. Yeah. And I mean that would be my goal too. If my I'm goal's a quarterback, be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, like, if I'm an NFL quarterback, that's my goal. I'm, I want to be ready for week yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if I have an ACL injury in in I don't know June, and I'm like, I'm like I want to be ready for yeah, week one. There, but there'd be something wrong with you if you didn't want to be ready for. Week yeah. One. So I guess that's the that's the part you have to take with a little bit of grain of salt. But at the same time, to even think about that, how many days removed from the surgery even, is pretty impressive. I gotta say. Yeah, he said he was walking the day after, the day of. Yeah, yeah, they had a surgery. Well, and I thought he it was, was on his feet. Basically. I thought it was interesting too. I think he gave a little extra and, and mentioned a meniscus was part of that whole situation. Was that never a thing? That was something that was talked about, but I don't think was ever confirmed. Confirmed. Interesting, because that's what they said. He said, "Yeah, usually I talked to people and they said six months I would be non weight bearing because of the because I had six a meniscus weeks. six weeks. Yeah, because I had a meniscus. Didn't say tear, but it just seems like that was the way he was going with it. So." Uh, Could have been sprained. Yeah, yeah. true, true. Yeah. So, But at least we got a little bit more of like, hey, it wasn't just the ACL. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was very interesting. Again, you can find more of all this written up on ArizonaSports.com. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think that's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, once again, thanks, everybody, for joining in. Got to thank Jeremy one more time for uh, jumping in the booth with me and 
We'll get Eric back here soon. Don't worry. He'll be back driving the show. He's just Yelling taking in a little, little R&R before we really start <laughs> ramping up for training camp. But, yeah, until then, as he likes to say, enjoy football.